and welcome to the post practice powwow here on the football game plan podcast network i'm emory hunt the czar the playbook joining me today and this is a nfl combine edition so joining me today is brandon howard of sports talk florida and teron davenport of the eagles wire and, and guys here's the thing the nfl combine is here it was day one and i guess we have to start with the super bowl champs so <laughs> teron davenport you cover the philadelphia eagles what were some from an eagles perspective what were some of the things that you noticed today here at the combine well there were two things that i noticed uh first off just the conversation that Howie Roseman and, and uh, Doug Peterson had in regards to Nick Foles, specifically Roseman, he reaffirmed that, hey, listen, we're happy with the quarterback room that, that we have. That's what he said. You know, we couldn't have it uh, any better way. And, you know, looking at, at Carson Wentz and his recovery, and then you look at Nick Foles and winning the Super Bowl MVP, then Nate Sudfield is a guy that we've talked about him a lot on this uh, network, but he's a guy that, that the Eagles like. So, it's going to be interesting seeing how that whole thing plays out as far as whether or not they trade Foles. But the thing that I took away from that was that they are happy with Foles as the quarterback. Then another thing that really stood out to me was I asked uh, both uh, Roseman and, and Peterson about just taking on players with, with troubled backgrounds. And really the, the talent supersedes off the field issue thing came into play with them. And then they talked about having the locker room that is strong enough to be able to bring on a, a guy who may have some baggage. And it's funny because they pointed out Jay Ajayi, a guy who, Brandon, I know you've covered, you know, over the years. And, and another guy that you liked coming out a couple years ago was, was Jalen Mills. And they pointed both of these guys out as examples how uh, they could bring someone on that may have some, some off-the-field stuff or in Ajayi's case, some on-the-field, after-the-game stuff, and everything go fine. Yeah, when you look at those guys, I mean, that, that's great examples of bringing someone in, trusting their talent, and trusting that the team that you built around their particular talents will help get them going in the right direction. The Dolphins are facing something similar. They had faced that with the J.J.E. going to leaving Miami, going to Philly, and you know replacing him with those guys that were already on the roster that kind of fit what they were already doing a little bit better than a J.E. So, Brandon, from a Dolphins perspective – what were some of your things you took away from the Dolphins side of things here at the Combine? Yeah, uh, Adam Gates took to the podium today, and uh, he spoke a lot about um, the defense. And he talked about um, a lot of people are down on Kiko Alonso and what they think about him and some of the things that he may or may not have been able to do in coverage. Uh, he was asked specifically about his ability to hold up against tight ends in coverage. And while he did have some issues there, uh, Adam Gase didn't lay all the blame on him. He said that, hey, you know, actually, some of that needs to go on. Maybe the, it's the safeties. Maybe it's the coverage. Was he one-on-one -on, -one on that particular play? You know, so he said a lot of the things that people are laying at Kiko Alonso's feet, you know, he might not be to blame. And he said that, um, you know, maybe it's a safety issue. So, you know, when it comes to the draft, it the Dolphins may go and, and take another linebacker to kind of fortify that unit. But I would expect them to also take a long, hard look at the safety position and see what they're, they're going to do there. He also gave an update on Ryan Tannehill, labeled him as a freak of nature when it comes to his ability to come back from the, uh, the, the ACL tear that he had. He said that he's been uh, rehabbing like crazy, and he really likes uh, you know the, the progress there. And he said that Ryan Tannehill is their quarterback for the foreseeable future. So 
Uh, we'll see what happens with that uh, moving forward. And if the Dolphins do take a look at a quarterback in the draft, um, I do fully expect the Dolphins to look at the quarterback position and it depends upon how their draft board falls. But uh, I don't think they'll take one early in the draft, but they'll take a look at guys like uh, Laletta and, and Mike White, um, you know, later on, I believe. So we'll see what happens in the draft. But I think that the quarterback position is one that they'll address. Yeah, that's interesting because when you look at a guy like Loletta and Mike White, um, in conjunction with Ryan Tannehill coming back healthy, you don't foresee uh, – you look at their backup situation. I think that's probably where those two guys will be best suited exactly. to play at the next level. They're good number two quarterbacks, um, and they have to upgrade that. We saw how, how that played out this year for them at that position. Uh, from a Giants perspective, you know, I covered the New York Giants, and – you know, Dave Gettleman was is the new GM and a new coach and Pat Shermer. So both were on the podium today. But I thought Dave Gettleman made the statement of the day based upon people asking him about the running back position being devalued. He was like, that's one of the biggest myths out there. It's not devalued at all. Um, if you have a guy that's worthy of being the number two overall pick, not just in this draft, but in any draft, then you take him at number two. It doesn't matter what position. If a guy is ranked that high or graded that high by your staff and you feel as though he's one of those players, those top five talent players uh, across any draft class, yeah, you take him high. So that some people took that and ran with it on Twitter saying that the Giants were going to take Barkley at number two. But he just made a great point that saying, hey, take the best players when you can. And when Pat Sherman took the, to, took the podium, he talked about filling out his staff. And I actually like the staff that he brought in. One, he brought back. Bobby Johnson, the, the running backs coach, I thought is outstanding. I'm sorry, uh, not Bobby Johnson. Um, oh, I forget his last. Craig Johnson. That's the running backs coach that was already there, and they brought him back. I thought he's a great coach. They bring in Tyke Tober, my old college coach. You already know the stories I have. The fluster. <laughs> he's already – he increased the street fighter game uh, at the Giants facility. <laughs> but I think what people forget about – what they don't know about Tyke Tolbert is he uh, he coached Fred Stamps, who is going to be a CFL Hall of Famer. He coached uh, Ben Troop, who was an outstanding tight end at the at the University of Florida when he was there and went off to the Titans. He coached Anquan Bolden as a rookie and helped him become one of the best rookie receivers that we've seen. He also coached Lee Evans out there in Buffalo. Um, so his track record of success, and he's been in with Denver for 15 years. So he brought him in, Thomas McGahee, the outstanding special teams coach. So he talked about filling out, filling out his staff first, um, Pat Sherman. He was like, you know what? The second time around, you you definitely do learn a lot about what you did the first time that may have not worked or what may may have worked. And he said he is embracing this opportunity because, again, he gets to prove that, yes, you, you can get a second chance um, to make a first impression, to do a good job in a stable organization and he talked about you know what he's looking for in the draft he says obviously it was all about for him just breaking down his his current roster to see where they need to go via free agency and then move on to the draft so a lot was going on this today about strategy um but you know tomorrow we see the players finally take the the field and the well take the podium and uh, the running backs and offensive linemen i think are up tomorrow uh to run what are you looking forward to seeing tomorrow here in Indy? Well, what I'm looking forward to seeing is, is some of these running backs. I'm going to see the size. I mean, we talked about Saquon Barkley, you know, at six feet, 233. Uh, I want to see uh, how Darius Geis looks in person. 
Uh, I want to see the size of these guys. You know, Ronald Jones checked in at 205. So those are different guys that I want to see, just, just how they measure up. Even Rashad Penny, we touched on him at 223. So I just want to see them in, in person and, and see how, you know, they're actually, um, you know, how they, they match up to the measurables that, that have been, been laid out for them. And obviously look at how those measurables transfer onto the field when you watch them play. So for me, that's the thing I want to watch. Um, and talking to Howie Roseman, you know, he said that JHI was explosive and I'm not exactly sure, you know, what he's using to define that. But that's another reason why I want to talk to a guy like a Ronald Jones, who's a Jamal Charles type and uh, who has that type of acceleration. So I want to see, you know, how, how he feels he could fit into that, that zone, the outside zone scheme that the Eagles have. And Brandon, we know the Dolphins have a ton of talent in the backfield. Maybe they could add more. You know, the offensive line has always been a question. What are you, what are you looking forward to, to uh, getting a good look at tomorrow? Absolutely. Uh, I'm looking forward to, to talking to a few offensive linemen as well. But another reason why I like getting an opportunity to see a lot of these guys up close and personal is because the combine is a marathon in itself. And these guys get worn out. They are dragged from medicals to interviews to being on the field. So I'm looking to see, you know, when you're interviewing with these guys, you know, can they compartmentalize and say, okay, I'm talking to this guy right now. Let me make sure that, you know, I'm impressive and I'm sharp and I'm saying all the right things during the interview process and while they're being talk spoken to, uh, to the media. So we'll see how that goes. And just from the, the mental aspect of being able to handle all the pressures of the combine and um, also just talking to these guys about, you know, the game of football, you know, do they really love it? There's a lot of people that love what the game brings to them. And there's a lot of people that love the game just for what it is. And, you know, the dolphins are trying to find what they call alpha males and guys that really, really do love the game of football. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, who those types of guys are and who might be the Dolphins types of players moving forward here throughout this uh, offseason process. Yeah, that's a good point about the, the marathon and not a sprint. I think I'm looking forward to seeing uh, one of the guys that I couldn't really get to talk to at the Senior Bowl um, because he wasn't there. But I do think this guy's tremendous tailback in Ryan Nall of Oregon State. I just want to talk to him, pick his brain. I think he has he's going to get stereotyped. Um, because he's a white running back, but he's a legit running back, you know, and he also has some good speed. I want to talk to him about the, the nuances of his game. They had him returning kicks. He can catch a ball out of the backfield. He has great bursts. So I'm interested to pick his brain about his game. Um, and from an offensive lineman standpoint, I know the Giants looking at offensive linemen constantly. I think one right in their backyard could be a, a good fit, especially in this day and age of, of football. And Greg Sinet out of uh, Wagner, Staten Island. Uh, he played in the, the East-West Shrine game, and you saw the athleticism on display there. He's a former basketball player, so he still got growth in this game. You also have Brandon Parker, who I think is going to be one of the best interviews for folks out there. I talked to him at the Senior Bowl. He's from North Carolina A&T. Um, just so a guy with a ton of perspective. You know, he understands. He, he was the one that gave a good answer about what he needs to work on within this game. And I thought that was, you know, an excellent answer and a show of good perspective on his part. But so just looking at some offensive linemen like Greg Sinet, uh right there, Wagner, Brandon Parker at North Carolina A&T. And uh, obviously the running backs, that's, that's I, I want to see everybody, probably won't get to talk to anybody, but just want to see <laughs> how everybody works out. Uh, and when they do hit the field, I think on Friday, but tomorrow we get to talk to them. But 
guys, you know, it's a little quick post-practice powwow. We wanted to, you know, wrap this thing up pretty quickly. Teron, what people can follow you on Twitter? Yeah, for sure. You can follow me at T Davenport underscore NFL. What about you, Brandon? Yes, you can follow me at uh, bhoward underscore 81, and you can check my workout uh, at sportstalkflorida.com. And also, we can't we can't leave the podcast without promoting Teron's book. Teron, won't you tell the folks <laughs> what book you got out there in stores, how famous you are, and where they can pick it up? Well, I, I don't know about being famous, but you could definitely check the book out. Uh, it's called Soaring with the Eagles, The Rise of Carson Wentz, and it's available at Barnes & Noble stores in the Philadelphia area, as well as uh, barnesandnoble.com and amazon.com. So definitely check it out. And the eagleswire.usatoday.com is where you can find my work, as well as videos on football game plan. Yeah, all you guys, uh, both you guys do a great job with interviewing players and coaches. And I've learned a lot from you guys, watching you guys interact and how to ask questions and how to jump in there and get your question and lay out a thought. You know, I tried to write it. I wrote an article today based off what I was able to, to gather from the coaches and GMs about how involved they are in the scouting process. And I swear, man, tip my cap to you guys because trying to write a <laughs> damn article is impossible. You know, I don't know how you guys do it. I, you know, I'm 95% video, but you guys do an excellent job. And, you know, the folks out there definitely check their work out. They do a great job. Follow them on Twitter. Um, and all that good stuff like that. And, uh, guys, we're going to have another post-practice powwow tomorrow, um, day two, combine, O-line, running backs, hit the podium and the, the press conferences. So we'll see you guys on tomorrow. Thanks for listening to us tonight.